Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You are reality Montees. No. You are an internet troll. You are a cyber bully. You have been tweeting and undermining and bullying all of us for four years. You are reality Montees. I have the facts prove it and I no. have text from your phone number. Wait, you what? Say, I am Reality Von Tease. I'm applying to be friends with these girls. Are you as lying? Reality Von Tease. I want to see, see your the right receipts. now. Yeah, I would oh, love to see oh it right gosh, now. Oh my gosh, how you know I'm telling the truth. I have your perfect formula. Receipts, proof, timeline, screenshots, f***ing everything to prove that you are a f***ing bully. <laughs> to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Cara Berry. Congratulations. Congratulations to us all for sticking it out with Salt Lake City and coming back with one of the greatest seasons of Housewives of all time. We did it. We did it. This is like, oh, it's like a release. It's like a, like an, like an O, if you will. It's, it just feels so good. (laughs) to have a return on our investment because I feel like we've been down in the trenches like I don't know I've been giggling and having fun but I know that the vast majority of Bravo watchers or at least the ones who are extremely online have been very disappointed with Bravo as of late and I think this really brought us all together so congratulations to us all we're all reality Vontees today so let's get into it the finale of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City season four Whew. Wow. I've got my cybersecurity 
on hold as we speak in case anything happens, in case I pass out. I don't know. I'm just really excited to talk about this. And by the way, like, maybe you guys are waiting for me to talk about Beverly Hills or Miami. I don't want to. (laughs) So I'm protecting my peace 2024. And I just don't want to. Like, I don't want to talk about Dorit and Garcelle because I will have a stroke. So I'm not going to. I don't want to talk about, um, you know, the musical chairs that was played at Dr. Nicole's Mother's Day brunch. I just, I don't really want to get into it. But, you know, shout out to Gertie. This was a very powerful episode for Gertie. Going into her first surgery to battle her cancer. Like, fuck cancer, you guys. Shout out to Gertie. That was very emotional to watch. And so, you know, I do want to pay reverence to that. But other than that, like, I don't... Like, why did Lisa show up with in a Honda? Like, I was totally with Gertie. This is not the eat that you think it is. You think you're eating, but you're not. Showing up in your housekeeper's Honda Fit to prove a point to us about uh, being more careful about her finances. Like, ma'am, what are you talking about? That's actually very insulting that you think that this is a joke because I would do anything for my family. There's nothing too low for me. And I thought, now, now who ate? So with that, let's move on to the finale of Salt Lake City. I'm like so excited. (laughs) Oh, okay. Let's take a little breath before we get into the mess. Okay. Storm, storm clouds, Bermuda day four. Heather's on the beach in a yellow, I don't know what the hell that was, but there was a a cape and um, some sort of jade contraption around her neck, decolletage, if you will. So it was a lot. It was a lot of look. And the breeze, honestly, the wind should get a snowflake next season and uh, all of Meredith Marks' pashminas and shawls because they really were doing the heavy lifting They were the silent housewives this season. They really played an integral role in the viewing enjoyment process for me. And I hope that happened for you guys as well. So Heather's like, there's something I need to tell you guys. It's big and not good. Flashbacks or flash forwards really to everybody at the table for dinner, fighting, screaming, throwing accusations here and there, pashminas in the wind. And then it ends with, how did we all fall for it? Uh, and then eight hours earlier, beautiful, clear Bermuda skies. The house is looking as gorgeous as ever. Monica wakes up next to Whitney in bed and asks if she's going to be talking to Heather. Since, you know, last time we saw her, Whitney was screaming, you exploded my vagina outside of a bar. And, you know, Heather was like, I need to have a think production. Like, please don't get next to me right now. Whitney says that last night pissed her off because she actually, after she was like tipping high heels on her tippies in that parking lot, trying to get to Heather, they actually were at the beach and Whitney tried to talk to her at the beach. Heather still wanted no parts of her saying that she exploited her vagina. And so now she's pissed off. So then Monica tells her, you know, listen. Actually, last night when you were gone and I asked where you were, Lisa said, oh, she's probably off somewhere being dramatic. And then Whitney's like, oh, well, that's really rich considering she lost her shit at Meredith on the yacht just yesterday. Like, okay, that's really hypocritical. 
But Whitney decides to do the right thing and go over to Heather's room to talk. And she's like, I'm sorry I upset you so badly. Honestly, I didn't expect that reaction. You mentioned a few times about reading the book, but I didn't want to because I was nervous of how I would react. So Heather tells her, yeah, but I read you over the phone every single page about you. You took out, you wanted me to take out a part. I asked, you know, you asked me to take it out. I did it. You heard every word. Not after the revision. And I feel like you replaced it with a Titanic analogy. So Whitney says it a confessional. (laughs) I just felt a little bit exploited. It made me feel like she wasn't doing this for her husband. It was like she was down to get down on all fours so that I can photograph her from belly button to butthole. (laughs) Girl. So then she goes on to say, like, oh, you know, I these were boudoir photos. And this wasn't like some photograph me Jack moment. Baby, I don't even think you are this upset about this. This is like the most passe uh, analogy that we've had since 1997. Like, nobody cares, girl. Nobody thinks that you and Heather, your cousin, engaged in some sort of jack and rose cosplay for each other like nobody thought that nobody was ever going to think that nobody's mind was ever going to tip their ways into that direction i know she does yoga but like nobody was gonna downward dog their way into thinking that you were some like slut (laughs) so like what what's the end game and then also like rose wasn't even like she was a lady a proper lady at the time so who cares who cares It hurt my feelings, and it made me feel like my sexuality was being taken advantage of. So I just had a moment of being upset about that. Finally, she apologizes, and they hug, but it's like this very fake hug. Very, like, we're just going to do this. They know they're about to be fighting in about 14 minutes. So we're just going to get this one out of the way. But stay tuned for the next one. You know, it's only around the corner. I would like my note for Whitney next season is just have fun, girl. Like you don't have to struggle through anything. You don't have to heal anything. You don't have to talk about your feelings. Like we don't we don't need that. Just have fun. You and Bobby can go on the go-kart and you can you and Justin can do one weird sex thing on camera and we just keep it pushing. Like just have fun, girl. We don't need this. Like if people were really going to take it the way she chose to be upset about it, she would have found that out when the book came out. Not several months after the book's release, when you finally got to reading it, after you knew all the information prior to the book's release. There's nothing to be upset about. Nobody cares. I don't really think that many people read the book, girl. And it's now you're kind of like Streisand effect. Like now we kind of, well, I don't, I'm not going to do it. But like, I imagine like now you're maybe driving book sales towards her by creating a whole drama about some excerpt in her book. Anyway, you played yourself on that one. Then the ladies go on a moped ride through Bermuda, and Heather says in a confessional, I'm worried about Meredith. She hasn't been out behind a wheel since 1987. And can you even ride a moped if you're wearing a double-breasted blazer? I don't know. Well, who they needed to be worried about was Monica, who almost runs into a van at some point. The instructor has to stop her and is like, you need to get a handle of this before you get on the road. She's like, yeah, or I'm going to die. And he's like, yeah, you will. She's like, oh, Okay. The ladies go exploring around Bermuda. Monica and Heather and Angie go into a perfumery for a second. 
They're like picking out little scents and Heather starts looking through her purse. Like, oh no, I forgot my card. Angie, do you have one? Angie, oh no, I forgot mine too. And Monica's like, you guys don't worry about it. Like I can pay. Okay. We'll pay you back. No problem. It's like $725, right? First card, her chime card does not go through. That's embarrassing. So she has to use another card. Fortunately, that one works. But I mean, girl, who just, I, I mean, maybe I'm just not that kind of bitch, but like you just, we're just putting our credit cards just loosey goosey in our purse on international trip. That just feels very dangerous and fake, but more on that later. After that, the shopping and the mopeds and stuff, the ladies go back to the house and a screen says, one hour later. Now, this is a scene that we all saw prior to the season where the production's just hanging out in the hallway outside of Heather's room, and you can hear a phone ringing, and the screen goes black, and then all you can see is, like, the crew worker's legs, right? Because the cameras are on the ground. They're, like, not expecting to be filming anything. So then they start hearing Heather being like, are you kidding me right now? Shut the fuck up. I'm trembling. Like, trembling. I cannot believe it's her. How could she do this to us? So now the crew's scrambling. They're knocking on her door at first. Somebody's like, just go in. So she's on the balcony like, I'm freaking the fuck out. I'm freaking out, you guys. No, no, seriously, you guys have to get out for real. She's like pushing them out of her room, closes the door. And then we get to four hours later. Everybody's getting ready for dinner, right? Heather's looking very bedraggled, very upset about something. So in a confessional, she says, I just got this devastating information and my head is swimming. But it's too big, it's too damning, and I have to deal with it. But what's about to go down could change our friendships forever. So Heather tells everybody to sit down for dinner. And that she just conveniently brought these little corn husk dolls from when they were playing Prairie Home Companion in the bonnets and the butter the other day. So she tells everybody that the theme for dinner is the Bermuda Triangle. So she's got three little tables, two, two top tables, In the the shape of a triangle, there are like big triangle wooden stakes in the, in the yard. Like it's a whole vibe. And she's explaining the Bermuda Triangle, right? The legend has it that the Bermuda Triangle is this mysterious devil's island where unsolved mysteries occur that are never explained. Everybody's wearing a blanket. They keep playing these like storm noises lightning thunder heather says on this trip we've learned a lot about each other but if there's one unsolved mystery that you want to ask take the person's doll that's in your bowl and that's the person you're going to ask the mystery question about that they have to answer so whitney says she's going to go first she has lisa's doll and she tells her about how monica told her earlier that she was off being somewhere dramatic But her mystery is not that. It's that Lisa's also very dramatic and went off on Meredith like four hours ago. So why is it okay for Lisa to be dramatic, but then she can't? Lisa's like, well, I was just stating a fact. And I can be dramatic and you can be dramatic too, Whitney. So Whitney's like, but was I being dramatic? Or was I being emotional? Monica says she did not think that this would turn into the best drinking game ever. But like you totally would pass out. Drink every time you hear the word dramatic. It came up 15 times in what I imagined was maybe a three-minute conversation whittled down to about 45 seconds. Torture. True torture. Meredith goes next, and her question is for Heather. She's wrapped up in this shawl, 
as she as she does. Heather, I want to know why I didn't get more support from you on this trip. Because in the caves, you didn't speak up for me at all. And I was hurt. I was disappointed. So Heather says that Monica's actually very convincing. And Meredith is, is like, okay, well, these days, because I don't yell and scream, it's because I'm protecting my peace. So if I respond to you in a calm way and that isn't enough for you to believe me, that's like actually really hurtful. And Heather's like, but it wasn't just me who believed Monica. We all did. We all believed her over you. But why do you think we did? Why did we all believe you, Monica? And Monica's like, I don't know, because I had the evidence, I had the proof, I had the DMs, I had the timelines, I threw myself right into that fire and I owned it. And it added up. So Heather goes, oh, okay, so it has nothing to do with it being the truth then? And Monica goes, no, literally the first thing I said was that I had proof. So Lisa goes, well, I don't think this is getting anywhere. <laughs> Heather's like going up for her Oscar moment, okay? So Heather says, well... I actually have Meredith's doll in my bowl, but I don't think I have anything to ask you. But I do, however, have a few questions about Monica. An unsolved mystery, if you will. And at this point, Monica's wrapped up in this big black blanket, like E.T. in the bike. Like, you can't even see her mouth. You just, like, forehead and eyebrows. So Heather says, the mystery for me with Monica is, who is the real Monica? I mean, when I met you, we kind of bonded over being single moms. We had daughters and we really had a great time. Lots of fun, you know, charming, funny, witty, smarter than people probably think. And I thought pretty much like an open book, you know, like a truth teller. But I don't, I don't feel like that's who the real Monica is. The real Monica is someone who really doesn't want to be our friend. That wants to profit off of our lives and our pain. I know who you really are. Who you really are is... And then we see Heather back on the beach. This was two hours before the dinner. Whitney comes down one set of stairs. It's like the Avengers. Heather, are you okay? She's like, we're just going to wait until everybody's here. Lisa gets there. She's nervous. Meredith comes stomping down without her shoes on and her shawl. The fact that Lisa, Lisa Barlow is an empath, okay? Because she looks right at Heather and it's like, what's going on? You're about to cry. And then for whatever reason, she starts almost crying. Like, calm down, man. You don't even know what's happening. By the way, if you guys don't know, Lisa Barlow is maybe the best person on Twitter of all time when it's her season because she will live tweet the episodes. But the way she tweets is just so different from how everybody, it's like, she doesn't actually read people's tweets or like get the tone of how Twitter works. So what we get is just loose, loosey goose thoughts from Lisa Barlow. And it is a treat. Run, don't walk. <laughs> They're some of the most unhinged tweets you've ever seen. Truly. And I've been on the internet for a long time. It's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Like imagine a, a, um, a Jennifer Coolidge character. Like if somebody was doing a parody of Jennifer Coolidge on Twitter, that's what Lisa's Barlow's actual Twitter is like. <laughs> it's refreshing and incredible. Really incredible. So Heather says, guys, we've come a long way, us four. Angie Kay's not there. Okay. And Monica's not who she says she is. She's not our friend. 
She's someone who has schemed and worked to infiltrate our friend group. And the name that you all know her as, the woman whose birthday we all celebrated, who we've been trying to champion and support and defend, is Reality Von Tees. <gasps> what? didn't seem as shocked by that, did she? It more seemed like she was gauging Meredith and Lisa's response. Like, they were finding out for the first time, and, like, maybe Whitney had known for quite some time. Interesting, huh? Did you guys catch that? So Heather says in a confessional that Reality Von Tees was an account created three years ago and was dedicated to exposing and annihilating Jen Shaw, but then it quickly expanded to troll all of the cast members. She claims that these were character assassinations. So we see Post uh, basically exposing Jen more than anybody for calling Heather, you know, Shrek for being transphobic towards Heather. A tweet that Mary had once deleted about Whitney being a swinger and using her bathroom to recruit people. So they're like, how did you find all of this out? And then Heather says in a confessional that she knew about Monica through her hairstylist, Tanisha. He used to be best friends with Monica and that Monica had a way of handling sensitive information throughout the time that she knew her that made her feel uneasy. Like Sean fucking men, etc. right? And at first she thought maybe Monica was just oversharing, but now looking back on it, she thinks that there was something more sinister going on and that Monica uses information as a weapon and that she relishes in the dirty, dark details and the scandals and even the dark stuff about her, she feels like Monica was quick to out herself because she's so quick to do it to other people. Which actually, I don't know, kind of to me, that was maybe more credibility on Monica's part because, like, at least you're not exposing other people and not yourself like all the rest of you guys do. So then Heather says that right before Bermuda, she went to Beauty Lab to get a gift card for Monica's birthday and discovered in their system that they had three different Monicas with three different last names and the same birthday. So she calls her business partner Dre and then Dre looks into it and noticed that one of these Monicas never paid their bills and owed Beauty Lab a lot of money, which we all know about now. And then when all the DMs and messages between Meredith and Monica started going down, nothing was really making sense, which is kind of like, well, then why did you guys all believe Monica if you were already hot on her scent, Heather? That's something that doesn't make sense. She says the timing of the DMs was just weird. So we see a flashback where at her birthday dinner, the pirate dinner, Monica says she got another message from that mystery account that DM'd her and Meredith 40 minutes before the dinner. And then we see Heather and Whitney having a conversation about it later where Whitney's like, oh, that's weird. Hmm. So then Heather says that something Monica said came back to her, which was literally just the day before. Now, we have to remind ourselves that before the trip, Heather said that she was suspicious and had found out about the bills that she was due, etc. So then, now apparently to her, only just yesterday did she start being suspicious. When Monica and her were on the beach and she was like, oh, you know, I didn't think any of you guys would create a fake account, but I do that shit. And Heather was like, oh, would you? And Monica didn't say no. What she said was, well, I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> so then Heather calls Tanisha, her hairstylist. Tanisha had what she calls a crisis of conscience, claim clean that Monica was reality Vontees. 
and that she was there for the whole thing. So she sends Heather a bunch of receipts, but she still wanted to make sure that this was ironclad, irrefutable Monica evidence. So she reached out to somebody whose name gets bleeped out, sent her, this person, all the evidence. And so the phone call we heard was that person confirming that that was, in fact, Monica. So Whitney says, you know, that account has annihilated all of us. He released the videos of Jen popping off on her staff. Remember, she was like, I have the reunion two days. Fuck you. It's like she was really popping off on them and says, they want to confront her at dinner. Meredith, or Heather's saying this. Through, I, I'm going to confront Monica at dinner. I want you guys to all have my back. So Meredith, in the role of her life, I'm freaking out. And she's like trying to get like her pashmina out of her face. Her hair's whipping in the wind. All up in her eyes. I'm so tired of people trying to hurt us. This is so fucked up. <sighs> I love her. And you know what? We got to give it to, to Meredith Marks. I think is the MVP because you know what? Meredith has been my bitch this whole time. And I've had to ride some rough seas. Feeling like a La Robin at some point, I would imagine. You guys are real down bad. And I stuck it through in my support of her. And here's what. My Teflon queen. Y'all throw darts at her. And she always comes out clean. Every single time. That's a real bitch. So shout out to Meredith Marks. Oh my God. So then we go back to the Bermuda Triangle dinner where Heather is like, I know who you really are. Who you really are is the cyber bully, internet troll, reality Von Tees. Monica just stares at her and then goes, Heather. <laughs> and Heather says, no, you are reality Von Tees. Monica says, no. And Heather goes, you're an internet troll, a cyber bully. You've been tweeting and undermining and bullying all of us for four years. I have the facts to prove it. And I have the text from your phone number trying to be friends with these girls. You want to see the receipts? So Heather goes, this is how I know I'm telling the truth. By your perfect formula, receipts, proof, timeline, screenshots, fucking everything to prove that you're a fucking bully and a fucking troll. And you do not deserve to be at this table or anywhere near any of us for the way that you've treated us. Every single one of us has woken up in fear for the shit you post. So Monica says, that's bullshit. And it was never my account. So Heather goes, you're done. You are reality Von Tees. I know you're reality Von Tees. And so Monica goes, well, that's not true entirely. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
So Lisa goes, what do you mean by entirely? And Monica says, well, it's part true. Lisa goes, oh my god, disgusting. Disgusting. (laughs) Heather starts screaming about, we celebrated your birthday. Whitney's moving her chair over to Meredith. I can't be by her. And then Heather says, Monica infiltrated the friend group and sought out Jen on social media. And then you worked for her as a blonde named Monica Fowler. And then you got caught on security footage in Meredith's store when, was, was it Marillo? They bleeped it out, but it was Marillo, right? Allegedly. Actually, we'll just keep the bleep because I, I don't want that smoke, okay? When somebody stole the clutch at Meredith Mark's jewelry, okay? You and your blonde hair, you have a different name. So Monica says, what are you talking about? And Meredith goes, in her, like, you can leave voice. You were in my store, Monica. It's on my security footage. I'm not accusing you of stealing. But you said this is the first time you had been here. So we see in a flashback from this season. She's like, wow, I've never been here before. (laughs) Oh, my God. So Heather starts calling her a liar. Well, actually, let me pause here, okay? Because let me just pause here. This is my assessment of Heather's, like, really having her shining moment. We all know that Heather struggles with her self-esteem. And much like Vicki Gunvalson, she still harbors that high school Heather who didn't get cool girl status, who maybe, like, wasn't as popular as she wanted to be. And so I really think that in some way this whole monologue that Heather's giving and how she's been waiting for this moment clearly for quite some time to pop off on Monica... I think it's maybe healing her inner child in a sick way <laughs> to finally be the HBIC to be like, oh, you tried to come into the cool girl table and you fucked us all over. And so now me, the head bitch, is going to take over and kick your ass out. Like, I really think maybe she got a little wet in the panties. I don't know. And I was trying to think of like how Meredith would have known about that security footage and like known to go back to it. But I imagine that's something that Tanisha told Heather in her um, crisis of conscience or whatever the hell happened. Interesting. (laughs) But I love to just see that security footage. Just roll, roll that beautiful bean footage over and over and over for no reason whatsoever. I want to see Monica and her um, 26 inch blonde bust down her 613 (laughs) with her mask on. Okay. I want to see it. I really do. So then, Heather, like I said, calls Monica a liar and a fraud, and Lisa starts yelling, and you were doing drive-bys at Jen Shaw's house, you used to do drive-bys. And Monica says, I don't have to do drive-bys when I was with her all the time, you dumb bitch. <laughs> so then Lisa gets up and starts getting bucked. Oh, you want to call me a dumb bitch? Because your ass got caught. And then you can see production running from the inside of the house over to the sliding doors just in case Lisa tried to get physical and they needed to separate her. They're, like, trying to tug, like, unlock the, those sliding doors. Oh, God bless. This was, like, the episode of my life. So Lisa's like, well, who are we supposed to believe when you trolled us? Monica says, I didn't. You guys aren't listening to me. So she says in a confessional that Vontese wasn't just one person. There were several other humans involved, but bottom line, their mission was to take down Jen. The other women were just kind of collateral damage. (laughs) So then Monica says, I never talk shit about anybody. And then Angie gets to cussing. Like, completely forgot that Angie was here until she starts yelling shit for about 15 seconds long. 
Monica looks over at her and goes, bitch, watch yourself. I'm not even kidding. Let's talk about your involvement in reality, Von Tees. If you want to go there, I'll fucking out your ass, Angie. And so Angie's like, how was I involved? Laughing at your stories? To be honest, the only smoking gun that we saw in those screenshots of Angie replying to the IG stories was her saying that Angie H is desperate and thirsty. <laughs> so I don't really know. Like, I do think that all of those women have probably contributed in their own way to RVT, as we'll call it. And um, they're probably sweating a little bit. But I think Angie might be pretty unscathed. I didn't really see anything too crazy, but maybe we find out more at the reunion. Prayers up. Prayers up. So Monica says in a confessional, these women are acting like, oh my God, I'm so shocked. But bitch, let's not act like every single one of you wasn't constantly watching and DMing that page. Like you were our biggest fans. So she tells Andy to sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up. Go pay the IRS, by the way. And Angie goes, bitch, I'm rich. And then she picks up one of the floral arrangements and threatens to shove it down Monica's throat. Monica said, I think in an IG live right after the episode that Angie was told by production to put it down. <laughs> so she did. By the way, Monica had a lot of, of interesting things to say in that um, post-finale IG live. Dana was there who I I feel like maybe I talked shit about Dana last season but I do think that if Monica is handed a contract next season which I am not sure that Dana should be her friend her her surrogate friend because she's going to need it <laughs> and I think that Dana like is a truth teller like, I don't know. I can't remember why I'm getting, I'm thinking about her and I'm getting feelings of annoyance welling up in me. And I just can't think of why. <laughs> because I do recall her, like, telling the truth. So, sorry, Dana. I don't know why I'm feeling this way. It has nothing to do with you, I think. I'm not going to look back and check. So, I'm just going to pretend like I liked you this whole time. But she said, oh, with, well, we'll have to talk about that later. <laughs> we will have to get into that in just a second. So then Monica says all of this is kind of hilarious because she's being honest and that she did not attack Whitney, Monica. And she tells them all that was Tanisha's account. But Whitney's like, well, why are you okay with your best friend having this account and sitting with us? Like, I don't know. Why was Tanisha, Heather's personal hairstylist, okay with having the account and also being all up in Heather's lace front? Like, we could all ask questions, you know? Like, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Would I be more upset that I got played by somebody who pretended to be my friend? Or would I be more upset by somebody who I was given checks and publicity to? Like, at least Bravo's cutting Monica's check. Your check to Tanisha's coming right out of your bank account, babe. So, I don't know. That feels a little bit more embarrassing to me. Especially when Tanisha is still working for you, it seems, apparently, according to IG. I mean, she probably won't be anytime or you know soon she probably won't be but it seemed like you had no problem keeping her around despite knowing that she also had a role in this account <laughs> that's very strange to me Heather like that doesn't make sense at all her having a crisis of conscience I don't think counts when you have to um approach somebody after years of them behaving in the same way I don't think that counts like that would be them coming to you she didn't say nothing she was back home in your, your bangs with no problem. 
So, I don't know. That seems a little weird to me. Monica tells the ladies that she did not start that account. It was Tanisha. So, Meredith is like, okay, well, exactly what was your role then? Monica says, I didn't do shit. (laughs) I didn't do shit. So, they ask her to own it. She's like, okay. Some of the videos that I took of Jen that Bleep posted, that was all I did. So Lisa's like, okay, well, what are you going to do then? If you're mad at us, are you going to start posting videos? And Monica's like, you're so stupid. And then Lisa calls her a loser. (laughs) And Monica says, and I quote, fuck you, you old fucking piece of shit, leathery, rubbery bitch, Donald Trump ass, shut the fuck up. If you don't want to be posted, don't abuse your employees like your best friend Jen did. Fuck you, you old fucking piece of shit, leathery, rubbery bitch, Donald Trump ass. If this could be the title of the episode, trust and believe. Just consider it the alternate title. (laughs) I was really struggling. Like, should I? I can't. But I want to. (laughs) But I can't. I can't. So Monica says that she never said anything about anybody other than Jen. And she'll own that because... That little whore is one of the worst human beings she's ever met in her life. And then she says in a confessional, I don't think reality Von Teese was a bad thing. I think scamming old people out of millions of dollars is a bad thing. But I think having a burner page on an Instagram account to expose somebody and their abuse is not a bad thing. I actually think that's just telling the truth, which... She ate that one. She ate. So all the ladies start screaming at Monica about how she lied through omission by not telling them... Which would be the same thing that you could say to Tanisha. And then Heather tries to channel Caroline Manzo and be like, I don't think you understand something about this group. Listen to me. We're friends. And we've been through this bullshit before with Jen. For years, we were afraid. We'd wake up sick. That a lie would be posted and told and spread and exposed. But we were in it with her. And we're the type of girls that ride or die. And each one of us at different times rode hard for her. Shut down feelings of doubt and things that didn't add up. Who you are made no sense, but the way you acted felt strangely familiar. And the pain that we went through and we were tormented and tortured every day. I took shit for that girl. Like, I had to lie to protect her. I did whatever it took. I went on a book tour and defended her and took shit for the fact that she gave me a black eye. <laughs> uh, and, and and now we said it and now we said it so back to dana on that instagram live who said basically girl we all knew that it was jen the whole time we just didn't want to say anything but obviously it was jen <laughs> oh my god and like why are you this is not the eat that she thinks it is. And I'm not understanding why people aren't getting that. She's not serving. I know that it's giving the illusion of a serve. But it's not. Because you just spent this whole time talking about how you were a ride or die for a fucking bitch who's in federal prison for some of the most morally corrupt shit that you could do to other people outside of killing them. And... It- <laughs> And you're like, well, we're not going to make that same mistake twice by hanging out with somebody with an Instagram account. So, (laughs) top that. (laughs) Girl, you were a dumb bitch. You were dumb. She physically assaulted you. 
She sold millions of dollars from old people, vulnerable people, people who thought like, oh, maybe I can make some passive income in my twilight years. And maybe I can stretch this 401k in my retirement fund a little uh, further, only to find out they got fucking duped and scammed and put into credit card loops that they couldn't get their way out of because they weren't, um, you know, industry enough, industrious enough. Like, it's sick. <laughs> you want to be like, well, look at all of this shit that I did for somebody who clearly never once deserved it. You weren't even good for men for me. Call me Shrek with no problem. And you were just like, well, water off a duck's back. Love you, girl. <laughs> what? <laughs> she pushed you. She put that eye. She gave you, she clocked you clean. And I can't wait to find out how this went down. How did it go down? And why did you hide this for so long? And why did you be like, nobody knows? Could have been the breeze. Maybe it was an owl that came down my staircase. I don't know what happened. Could have been anybody. You just roped Meredith into it. <laughs> Jen's like, we don't know what happened. We're just trying to piece the, put the pieces together. Girl. <laughs> and and. And you're like, okay, but like, this is too much. Okay. So Monica says flatly, well, I'm glad you finally told the truth for once. So good for you. <laughs> and that's when I cackled. Cause like, exactly, girl. Like, <laughs> exactly. So Heather then goes on to say that she had to lie and took shit for Jen and they're not going to do it again with her. So pack your bags and go. And Monica just says, Okay. And she gets up and walks, like, to the basement of the house. So then Monica says in a confessional, I know more than anybody that nothing stays in the dark and everything comes to light. I knew that this information would come out. Even Gossip Girl couldn't stay Gossip Girl forever. <laughs> so the episode ends with, you know, our typical housewives updates on the ladies. But really the important part was that it was just such a cinematic artistic moment where Heather's crying. Whitney has her in a loving headlock embrace. Everybody's holding hands. Ugh, pure, pure art. And then production gets Monica in a confessional and asks her, take us back to when the ladies asked you to leave. And Monica says, there's so much more I wanted to say, but I knew I wasn't going to be hurt at all. There are a lot of things that I could have said, but that wasn't the time. But there's so much more to the story that needs to be said. And trust me, you're all going to want to hear it. <sighs> Thank you, Monica Fowler Garcia, whatever the hell your name is. We speak your name. <laughs> you did it, girl. In one season. And probably your only season. And I feel bad about that, but you did what you had to do. You're like a kamikaze fighter. I hope that's not racially insensitive. I don't know. But we love you for it. We really do. So I'm refreshed. People are like genuinely like, this is unacceptable. We cannot have this on our housewives. What are you talking about, y'all? Like, what are you talking This is the greatest thing that's ever happened. Like, this can't happen again. It's definitely a one and done situation. But like, girl. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Throw your confetti up, bitch. Like, I'm popping puss to this. I'm having the time of my life. It's so funny. It's so meta that us as people who have all contributed, I myself have engaged with reality volunteers. I didn't even think to check to see <laughs> that we were following each other. And that we had, like, communicated via Instagram story. No direct communication, because trust and believe, I would have been told y'all that at the beginning of the episode. Um, but there were, like, we definitely mentioned each other over the course of a few times in 2021. So, I'm like, we're all reality volunteers in a way. I'm one of the humans. And I'm happy to be part of it. Two, I did look into it. Thank you to Ashley, who told me, um, one, that Instagram has an archive for your stories. I had no idea. You can scroll back through, like, the entire archive of anything you've ever posted on Instagram stories. I'm sure you guys all know this. I didn't. I didn't. Thrilled. What I posted was um, a post that they had posted about uh, Jen. This was, I think, a video of an Instagram live that she had done talking about how she was going to BravoCon. At the time, BravoCon, because, you know, she had to have her trial in New York. At the time, this was like her one of her original court dates and ended up getting pushed back. But it was going to be like BravoCon was like the 10th or the, like the 15th through the 17th of October that year. And hers was like a couple her trial was like a couple days later. That was the BravoCon that I think she actually got disinvited to and then ended up in Tamara's um, hotel room and was saying that she was innocent <laughs> to everybody. I believe that may have been that BravoCon. <laughs> so that's what I had reposted and I had tagged them and then they had tagged me a couple times and things, but I can't see what those were. So if you can see how other people mentioned you in their stories, can you let me know if that's possible? Anybody? Anybody do that? Um, So we got to talk about what has happened in the aftermath of this. All of the leaks, the screenshots, the videos, the recordings, the uh, threats of (laughs) lawsuits that have happened in the aftermath of this finale. It's been a hot, 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 hot mess. I will say we're going to start with Tanisha because honestly, I didn't. She posted a lot, very prolifically, and I watched, I would say, about a minute, and I know what I was watching, and I was like, I don't need to see anymore, and if anything that she says is actually, like, piping hot tea, then I'm just gonna find out about it from other people. I don't think Tanisha, I mean, I I think Monica was telling the truth, that Tanisha's probably the one who was the originator of this account, 
or at least had a very heavy hand in it. And so the thing that I saw she say was just like a lot of, you guys don't know the truth, but you guys are going to find out the truth. And I have a lot of receipts and I'm going to release them. But she didn't say anything definitive. So until then, I don't really care about the circle jerking. Just tell us what it is, girl. But she did release a bunch of stuff, but none of the stuff that I saw, like, really pointed in anything. Monica said she was involved. So receipts that confirm that she was involved after she said she was involved don't really do anything for me. Like, okay. But she said that. So what's the shock here? The second thing I wanted to talk about was the release of Monica's screaming match that she got into with her mom after Angie's Greek Easter event um, that we didn't see on the show. I think this is going to come out in the reunion, but I think I also talked about it that Monica had said that she, um, upon leaving Angie's Greek Easter event the first time, had fallen down her stairs. And so she came back and the parts of her screaming at her mom, getting into a fight with her mom at the Greek Easter was actually after she came back because she had hurt her leg and was just like trying to heal or whatever. Um, so they were screaming about that and about like, I don't, Linda's like, you're going to ruin this. Like you're supposed to be nice to those bitches (laughs) regardless to get on the show. The point is to get on the show as much as possible, get as much screen time as possible. And Monica's like, yeah, well like you took their side of blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I was talking to Liz Bentley about this and we kind of compared them to like the teen mom relationships. I said, this is giving Barbara and Janelle. And she said, this is Farrah and Deb's OG. Like these are two people who to me are like two sides of the same coin. This is clearly a continuance of a cycle of crazy that's happening that was passed down from mother to daughter. And so what we're seeing is like just two people that have a very unhealthy relationship. And also like, what's the scandal about finding out somebody who is on the real housewives had ambitions to be on the show and wants to have as much screen time as possible and would maybe think about their storyline before walking into a season. None of that is surprising, you guys. I don't know what about that is like, I don't, I don't really get it. Like, no shade. I just, I genuinely, I know that we don't really, there are things, even though we know really how this all works, that we don't want to hear how the sausage is being made. And I think that that's what's stinging people a little bit. Maybe it's getting a little too real to see that, but that trust and believe that's what they're all doing. They're all thinking about what is my storyline going to be? This is the have conversations with the production about what are you going to do this season? I'm like, I hate to break it to you guys, but like they all want to be on screen time. Do you think any one of these people, cause you know, by the way, like most of their contracts these days, thanks to Bethany are per episode. So you're, goal is to be on every episode so that would be like to get as much screen time would raise your chances of that i you know i'm sorry people don't want to hear that but that's the case babe so i don't know what to tell you okay and then lastly we have to talk about jen shaw getting on jpay to use her computer time to go on ig stories or however she did it to tell us that we need to basically keep her name out of her mouth and she went on Instagram stories like 20 minutes after the finale aired and was like, 
Bravo, if I punch Heather in her eye, you guys would have the footage to prove it. It's clear the show can't live without me since I was brought up at the beginning, middle, and end of season four. And I still butthurt that I turned down his one-on-one -on -one interview. Why would you sit down with somebody who, quote, gave another cast member a black eye? Next story. And then she's got a, a gif of her doing, uh, blowing a kiss. And then another little um, uh, kiss print. So there you go. Andy did respond to this by saying, girl, like, obviously, if we had the footage, we would have played it. If we knew that you had done that, we would have played Heather saying that she didn't know how she got it. Immediately followed by you punching her. So there's that. Also, he talks about how, like, it was weird that Jen had reached out to him because recently he had been scammed over the phone out of uh, a lot of money and <laughs> bank charges. So that was odd. And then he also, uh, Jen also um, is now threatening to sue Heather because she found out about the um, black eye comments or, and she's going to, I guess, tell the story in the reunion and... I guess she wants to, like, do a defamation of character against uh, Heather. Like, ma'am. Ma'am. They, she had people reach out to uh, page six on Thursday that said, the Jen caught wind of the reunion preview and is most likely going to seek legal action based on the wording that was used. If in the final cut of the three-part Salt Lake reunion, Heather makes any direct reference to Jen Shaw giving her the black eye. Legal action will be taken by the Shaw family against Andy Cohen, NBC, Bravo, Shed Media, and Heather for slander and defamation. Okay. Don't you have, like, a, a workout plan to give to Elizabeth Holmes? What's going on with your Real Housewives of Brian um, play? How's that going? Since people can't keep... Uh, since the housewives can't keep your name out of their mouths, what happened to... It's kind of interesting that you can't do the same. Um, Jen, all of this is laughable. <laughs> You're in jail, girl. <laughs> Why don't you focus on getting time for good behavior? Because this probably isn't going to help. You clapping back on Instagram stories via somebody on your team. Why you still have a team is beyond me. If that was Coach Shaw being forced to post that, God bless him. God bless him. <laughs> like, Jen, you can't act like, okay, three references of you considering you got in for six, six hard, I think it's actually pretty light. I'll think we're in the wake of you going to federal prison for years. Three benches of you is actually light work compared to what we could have said. Oh, also, I forgot. Andy said that uh, Jen had the like crazy list of demands for the one-on-one -on -one, and that's why they didn't move forward with it. Like she wanted a whole special about her days leading up to going to jail. She wanted a whole bunch of money. She wanted, I think, creative control. And he was like, ultimately she was just going to sit there and say that she was innocent. So why would we going to, why were we, why would we do that? Like, no, we learned that the last time with Teresa. Sorry, girl. The boat is left. <laughs> so, yeah, that's interesting. I cannot wait for the three-part reunion. So excited. And if Jen... If Jen gets in the way of us finding out what happened and they actually end up pulling this footage, I'm actually going to be really pissed off. But I don't think they're really intimidated by her because, you know... I was actually DMing somebody and I'm like, girl, 
you're like trying to clap back from prison, bitch. Like, you're never going to embarrass me. You're never going to call me desperate. And I'm and I'm going to feel anything when you're in prison. And and maybe that's like rude. But you know what? Desperation is scamming old people. How about that? And with that, you guys. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. We'll be back on Monday with our regular scheduled... Ugh. Well, you know what I was going to say. Regularly scheduled programming. Love you. Bye.